Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I hope you had a great week this week as always. If you can see me now, if you're watching this, you will see that I'm in a different place. So I left Italy a couple of days ago and I'm now in Turkey. So I'm staying in Turkey for a month um, on the south coast of the country. Very exciting for me because I've, I've never been here before and my first impressions are really, really good. I'm ex excited to, to spend some time here. If you don't know, I'm obviously trying to catch up with these podcasts. So I'm not, at the moment, I'm not recording the podcast after a trip. Uh, I'm quite a long way behind. But hopefully in the future I will catch up and um, it will be more in, in real time. So I'll be talking about recent trips. But for now, we're still catching up. And last time we talked about uh, my grandpa's dream of, of seeing the Northern Lights. So today we're going to continue with that topic and I'm going to talk about the first day of our trip trying to find the Northern Lights in Iceland. Just a quick thing guys before we start this one today, I'm in a new place and as always with travel you can never be totally sure about what you'll find. Thankfully this apartment is is great, I really like it, but it is a little bit noisy. So we'll try to edit out any background noise if we can, but I have to apologize if you hear a car or maybe a motorbike going past. It's it's what happens when you travel, right? Okay, so with that out of the way then, let's move on to today's topic and it's day one of our trip chasing the Northern Lights in Iceland. Okay, quick question before we start listening. And the challenge for you today is to try to listen to all of the things that I did on the first day in Iceland. Okay, when we go back through the recording today, we're going to talk about the past perfect um, tense as well. So as an extra challenge, when you're listening today, Listen carefully for past perfect sentences. Okay, if we're ready, let's go. So we touched down at Keflavik airport at about 8.50 in the morning and hopped on a bus to Iceland's capital, Reykjavik. The mission was simple. Two nights to find the Northern Lights for grandpa. But there's more to this unique little country and more to our trip, as we soon found out. So day one, after arriving at our Airbnb, we filled Grandpa up with coffee and wandered around Reykjavik. We had booked a 4x4 lights hunting trip for the evening, so the plan was to have a relaxing afternoon and save some energy. We walked along the high street in Reykjavik. I want to say the name, but I don't know how to read it. I think it's Laugavagur. Laugavagur. Anyway, it's Reykjavik's high street. So we walked down the how how I can't speak now. We walked down the high street and to the harbor. And as it turned out, this walk was quite tiring. So the weather on that day was really clear, but it had obviously snowed a lot and the roads were very slippy. Grandpa did very well with his walking stick and it was good that we had prepared good walking boots for him. But nevertheless, an hour later we needed a sit down and we were ready for some food, some warmth and some beer. 
So we went to Islensky Barren, I think is the name. It was a really cool little Icelandic style restaurant or pub. Um, the food in there was really comforting. I had a fish pie, really good. The beer, very expensive, almost $10 for a glass, but it was worth it. We, it really helped us to relax. We had a, a good time in that pub. And I had also made a plan to make everybody try fermented shark, which is a traditional Icelandic dish. So when I travel, I always love to find what to eat in that place, the local foods. And fermented shark was on all of the lists about Iceland. So I ordered it for me, my brother and, and grandpa. We all tried it, but I think we will never try it again. It was... It had a very, very strong taste and it really burnt your throat. Yeah, not something I would like to eat every day, but a very unique food and something special to try. So we all tried that. We had a drink, we had good food. Our spirits were very high. We were having a great time. But then disaster, disaster. So an email popped up on my phone and I saw Northern Lights tour cancelled tonight. So the tour company cancelled the trip because the forecast said the weather would be cloudy and we all went silent. I had read online that tour companies can cancel trips if they think there is a small chance of seeing the lights. But we only had two days, we only had this chance and it would feel like a real waste if we didn't even try. So we were so disappointed and the shark was still burning in our throats. So yeah, it didn't help anything. We rushed to one of the tourist information officers on the high street and they were really, really helpful. So they found another lights hunting tour for us that was going ahead that night. It was a minibus, not a four by four, but that didn't matter. Um, we could still go, we could still try, and we still had hope. So I'm gonna talk you through our first attempt at seeing the Northern Lights then, and I'm gonna read this like a diary, like my diary from the day. Okay, so attempt number one, 8.45 p.m. So with renewed positivity, we arrive at bus stop number nine, and we see a crowd of tourists waiting for lights trips. Clearly, a lot of trips are still going ahead, and this can only be good news. 8.55. Here's my best American accent. The weather is looking pretty good, guys. You'll see the lights tonight, I'm sure. We even saw them from the city last night. I think that was quite good. So that was an American man at the bus stop. He seems very confident, but I don't think I believe him. 10 past 9. Okay, I can't try an Icelandic accent, guys, but this is the Icelandic tour driver. Sorry I'm late, everyone. I had thought today was my day off, but my colleague called in sick earlier. Anyway, is everyone ready to see the Northern Lights? The driver is a laid-back guy in his mid-30s. His positive vibe gives me confidence. The conditions aren't perfect, but we have a chance, he says. Me, Grandpa and Danny, my brother, look at each other and nod. The minibus sets off into the dark countryside. I lock my eyes on the sky, looking for a flash of green. 
10.30 p.m. We pull into a small car park. The moon is so bright that we can see around us very clearly. We're in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by snow-covered hills. And I later found out, actually, we were in Thingvellir National Park. The guide walks the group over to a small bridge and we look down as he shines his torch into a stream below. Everybody make a wish that we see the lights tonight, he jokes, as he throws a coin into the stream. We watch as the coin sinks at least five meters down and it's the clearest water I've ever seen. 10.45. Back at the minibus, the guide gives us some hot chocolate and Icelandic donuts. We have two problems tonight, he explains, the moon and the clouds. He explains that a dark and clear sky is best for seeing the lights, but there's still a chance that the cloud might clear. He has seen the lights in worse conditions before, he reassures us. 11.45 p.m. The cloud didn't clear in that original spot, so we drive to a large lake where the guide says we might have a chance. He's following some apps on his phone and communicating with other guides. Five minutes ago, he showed us some amazing pictures on his camera that he had taken in this spot before. 12.30, so 30 minutes past midnight. The second spot didn't work out, so we drive to another part of the lake. Everyone on the minibus is getting tired now and, and losing hope, but not Grandpa. So he zips up his coat and puts on his hat, and we get off the minibus. Let us know if you see anything, guys, says a woman as we step off the bus. I watch Grandpa and Danny scramble up a little hill in the freezing temperatures. I'm really, I'm really proud of both of them. I join them and we look across the lake, chatting as we admire the scenery. Me and Danny check our apps on our phones and the chance of seeing the lights hits 36%. This is the highest we've seen on the trip so far. Maybe we have a chance here. 12.50, but the cloud doesn't clear. The guide tried really hard for us and thought we had a chance. It would have been easy to leave and go home. A lot of people on the trip were ready to, to go home to bed, but the guide really pushed it very far and tried hard to see the lights. But we didn't see them this time. So we climbed back on the bus. No success this time, but we're not disappointed. We've had an adventure together exploring the deep, dark wilderness of this really unique country. We've seen scenery today that we've never seen before and chattered all the time. 10 past 1 a.m. I try to keep looking out of the window, but I can't keep my eyes open. 2 a.m. We arrive back at our, our Airbnb. It's time to sleep, but the adventure continues tomorrow. Okay, so that was my diary of the first night and the first attempt at seeing the Northern Lights. So the first day ended without success in terms of seeing the lights, but I was starting to realize that this trip was about much more. I saw excitement in my grandpa's eyes as he experienced things he'd never done before. So at 86 years old, the sense of adventure and the determination to see the lights energized him to keep getting out of the minibus 
into the freezing cold night when most people his age were fast asleep. It was incredible to see and it was a day I'll never forget. We were only halfway through our trip though and there were more adventures to come the next day. Okay, so well done for getting through that one and apologies if you did hear any cars or any noise in the background. Um, so before the recording, I asked you to listen for the details of what I did on that first day. There's quite a lot of information there. So you could get that I had some coffee in the Airbnb, walked around Reykjavik city center, walked down the high street, walked to the harbor. Then we went to a pub or restaurant and we had some food, some beer, and of course the fermented shark. So hopefully you caught that part. Um, then our original trip was cancelled, but we found another lights trip and in the evening we did the, the Northern Lights hunting trip. So hopefully you caught those details, but I also asked you to listen out for the past perfect tense. Quite a lot of uh, phrases and sentences in there that used the past perfect and we're going to talk about that a little bit now. So let's recap just really quickly. Um, what is the past perfect tense? A lot of people know about it, but struggle to use it in, in real life. So the past perfect tense expresses an event or an action that happened before another action in the past. Okay, so if we have two actions in the past, the past perfect expresses that that action happened before the other action. Okay, how do we make the past perfect tense? We use, well, we have the subject and then we use had and it doesn't matter who the subject is, we always use had and then we use the third form of the verb. Okay, let's have a look at, few, at a few of the sentences that, that I used and examine the, the past perfect tense in there. Okay, so at the start then, I said after arriving at our Airbnb, we filled Grandpa up with coffee and wandered around Reykjavik. We had booked a 4x4 lights hunting trip for the evening. So two actions here then. We wandered around Reykjavik, that's in the past. We had booked a 4x4 lights hunting trip, that's also in the past. But which one happened first? Which one happened earliest? We had booked a 4x4 lights hunting trip shows that we booked the trip before we wandered around Reykjavik. Okay, actually we booked the trip before we arrived in Iceland, so. Okay, moving on then. Another sentence I said, although the weather was clear, it had obviously snowed a lot and the roads were slippy. Okay, the weather was clear, it had snowed a lot. Two actions in the past, which one happened first? Of course, it had snowed a lot. So here we don't clearly express the time when it snowed, but we just know at some point before that day, it had snowed. Okay, and the roads were slippy, but, but Grandpa did really well. And then, uh, in fact, then uh, I used the past perfect to, to express that. So I said Grandpa did really well with his walking stick and it was good that we had prepared quality walking boots for him. Grandpa did really well. We had prepared quality walking boots for him. Hopefully we're getting the idea now. Okay, which action happened first? 
course, we had prepared walking boots before he did really well. Moving on then, we went to the restaurant or the pub and um, we had the beer, the food, and of course, the fermented shark. So here I said the food was comforting and the beer, although it was almost $10 for a glass, was worth it. I had also made a plan to make everyone try fermented shark. Okay, so the food was good. I had made a plan. Which one happened first? I had made a plan before we went to the pub, before the food was good. Okay, I hope we're getting the hang of this, guys, because when we think about the past simple, sorry, when we think about the past perfect in this way, it's not so difficult, I think. Okay, so moving on then, disaster. Um, I received the email that the tour was cancelled. So the tour company cancelled the trip due to forecasted cloudy weather. I had read online that trips can be cancelled. Okay, the tour company cancelled the trip. I had read online. Okay, which one happened first? Of course, I had read online before the trip was actually cancelled. Moving on then, so we, we got to the diary of the lights hunting trip and when the um, tour guide arrived, he was late and he said, sorry I'm late everyone, I had thought today was my day off, but my colleague called in sick earlier. Okay, two actions in the past, the colleague called in sick, he had thought it was his day off. Of course, he had thought it was his day off before his colleague called in sick. So when his colleague called in sick, he, he then realized it was not his day off, right? And then he was late. And I think we only have one more, two more, two more. So the trip was going well, but we didn't see the lights. And the guide took us to another spot near a lake. And he showed us some amazing pictures on his camera that he had taken before in this spot. Okay, he showed us some amazing pictures that he had taken before in this spot. Okay, let me ask the question in a different way this time. Which action happened last? Okay, so which action happened after the other action? Okay, of course, it would be that he showed us the pictures. Okay, he took the pictures before and then he showed us the pictures later. Okay, so he had taken, he, the pictures that he had taken expresses that he took the pictures, of course, before he showed us the pictures. The last one then, we used a negative sentence. So, I saw such excitement in my grandpa's eyes as he experienced things he'd never done before. He experienced things he'd never done before. Okay, this is quite a tricky one, I think, but we've got experienced there in the past simple and had never done before, okay? So we could use never in there to, to add a negative element as well. Okay, guys, I hope that that's quite clear. If you can follow this um, podcast well, then I imagine you have come into contact with the past perfect before uh, as well. Okay, so I'm sure you've come into contact with the past perfect before. 
Um, in the article and in the recording, I used the full form very often. So I said, I had read online. We had spent a lot of time. I had made a plan. Okay. I did this because I wanted to make it really clear that I was using the past perfect. But in real life, very, very often, we would make that shorter. So instead of saying, I had, we would say, I'd. Instead of saying he had, we would say he'd. And, you know, instead of saying she had, we would say she'd. This is quite confusing for some people as well, because of course, we can do the same thing with would. Okay, so he would and he had. When we make those shorter, they are both he'd, right? But of course, from the context, we should know which one is would and which one is had. Okay, guys, so um, I hope that's made the past perfect a little bit clearer for you, uh, for you all out there. I'm sure if you can follow this podcast and understand most of what I'm saying that you've come into contact with the past perfect before, but it is a tense that many people uh, worry about and it's one that we tend to learn quite a lot later in our English story, in, in our English studies. So feel free to send me any questions that you might still have. And of course, I'd be happy to help with those. But I hope you enjoyed the podcast today and um, get ready for next time when we talk about the second day of our Iceland trip. Thank you very much and see you next time.